you know, my, my, actually, my kids cried. Amazing. Wow. <laughs> yeah, they're very, very happy. And um, me too, because like what I said, this is one of my, my dream. Yeah. That, you know, uh, this, um, this uh, housing project uh, made it come true. Because we all know that when you're living in poverty, it's stressful. There's lots mm-hmm. of factors. So if you can get some people rallying around you, supporting you, what a difference that makes. There's all kinds of people who, even if, you know, well-educated, career-oriented people from people who don't have that, who Mm -hmm. can end up needing affordable housing. I'm John Lewis, and you're listening to 360 Degree City, a podcast where we talk to people who are working to make cities better. Our hope is that after each episode, you'll start to see your own city from a slightly different angle. Through our CMHC-funded Better Housing Lab, we're exploring how we can integrate environmental performance into the economic model of affordable housing projects. We've explored a variety of elements of the systems that influence our lab challenge, and the podcast has largely reflected that journey of late. To date, we've explored issues and ideas with folks that design, operate, and study affordable housing. But in order to create solutions that truly meet the needs of the folks who live in these developments, we need to understand things from their perspective. Today, I sit down with three folks who live in affordable housing in Calgary. We wanted to understand their lived experience. What is access to housing meant to them? What do residents like about where they live? What challenges have they had? And what types of environmental initiatives would residents like to see in the buildings that they live in? First up, I talked to Arnold. He lives in a townhouse with his wife and two kids, and he was able to purchase his home with help from the Attainable Homes program. Essentially, Attainable Homes helps prospective homeowners pay for their down payment. And we heard from their president and CEO, Jaden Tate, a couple of episodes ago, if you'd like to hear about that model. So my name is Arnold. I work for the city of Calgary. I uh, moved to Calgary from Toronto. Well, I moved to Canada in 2007. Moved to uh, Calgary in 2013. Uh, it's a big decision for us, but it was a real good decision. I would yeah. say it's a great decision <laughs> that I moved here. So um, uh, when I got in to Calgary, I, you know, f- talking to some friends and some peoples in the church, you know, I've learned that, um, you know, in here it's uh, you can actually own a house. <laughs> you know, it, it's mm. possible. Mm. In, in Toronto, it was really, really impossible for us, mm. you know. So, um, yeah, so um, I've learned about the, uh, you know, I, I did a research and everything. I, I saw this uh, attainable homes, uh, you know, every now and then I pass into that uh, area. I saw this one, so I was like, okay, yeah. I, I didn't know exactly what it is, so I made the research and everything. Yeah. And then I signed up with them. And, yeah, that's when I got into the the project and it was really awesome a very awesome project i would say okay great great so uh what what kind of uh home do you do you live in through the through the project i am now living in a townhouse here at the skyview ranch uh, area yeah okay yeah it's a beautiful neighborhood brand new neighborhood actually it's really nice and you know commercial spaces are now they're uh, putting into place so oh good it's really good yeah, yeah, great. Okay. We uh, so, banks now in McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> all the essentials. <laughs> yeah, all the essentials, basically. Uh, okay, so what what's what have you experienced, uh, I guess, uh, compared to other places uh, you've lived in your life, and, and what are some of the positive aspects of, of the, the, the home that you're in now? Well, 
um like i said the the um the positive aspects is um in toronto it's really impossible to to own a house it's it's mm. really hard i mean a lot of people that uh, i left in toronto in our apartment is still in that apartment mm. same old apartment after seven years moving here like what i said it's um more of a you know you have uh, a better future of like uh getting into a house you you have your your um um a dream you know uh, most of the people especially uh, us immigrants i think this is one of our our dream is to have a house in canada mm, yeah so you know with affordable uh, uh, with the attainable homes uh, project it is possible you know and um, when i move in here um you know we we try to like save money because we are really like planning to have a house yeah. but when i move here i only move it with my my stuff N- nothing else just clothes and my karaoke machine that's it <laughs> so so when uh, yeah when i move in here it's um i, I told my wife i were not, we're not going to buy any any uh, furniture or anything until we get a house hmm. um so i was supposed to buy a house somewhere in the rundle area but then problem was uh, you know you could i will put all my money my my savings into there but then i will be having i will be having a uh, an empty house because mm. i don't have a, you know i only have a cushion i don't have a, a bed like a bed frame or anything just a mattress and mm. that's it you know no tv no nothing yeah so when i uh, that's why me and my wife decided to to uh, take the attainable homes uh, project cuz here you know we only had like to put in a, a very minimal down payment mm-hmm. and the rest of the money is goes to the furnitures and everything so we had a brand new house and you know, all the brand new furnitures and you know you know wife is happy make my life easier <laughs> so, yeah. great so so for for yeah. folks that aren't um aren't familiar with the attainable homes uh process or model can you can you maybe explain how that how that works from from your end in terms of uh when you when you interact with attainable homes and what the steps were to to get into your to your home it is actually very very easy. I was just talking to a, uh, um, one of my colleagues yesterday, so I was just talking with to him because he, he was like planning to buy a house, and we have the same issues. You know, he says mm. I have some down payment, but that's about it. So I told him go to the attainable homes. The the process is really easy. You mm. know, you go on, you can go online. You know, take their. Um, if I remember it right, it was been a while though. I you take your their um, online. Um, like an orientation thing hmm. and then after that all you need is like which is everybody needs anyways just a good credit you know yep. to, to get it to the bank approval and then from there on yeah you go to them you tell them that you you have your your bank uh, pre-approved mortgage and everything they'll show you what uh, project they have you go in there you tell them oh I like this one you know and that's about it basically Fantastic. You, know, you pay your yeah. It's 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 really an easy process. Very very easy. And the people there is very easy to deal with. Like, oh, that's great. You know, you don't have any any issues at all. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. Um, and, and so you're you sound like you're you're pretty pretty happy in in your home. Uh, have there been any uh, any challenges uh, with with the development that that you've experienced in your time there? Not really. Um, yeah? I think. 
you know, the the good thing is, um, the, the I think the challenge with uh, living with a condominium, especially a condominium, but mm-hmm. uh, at least I have a townhouse, is the people uh, just beside you, right. the left and your right and the back. Uh, the good thing is I have a very good neighbor in here. Yeah. You know, my but the one the right side. I don't even see him much because he live, uh, he works up north. Mm. His dad comes in every now and then to clean the house and check it. And the ones beside me is actually a Calgary police service uh, officer. So mm. <laughs> the very behaved guy. Yeah, yeah, like, right. You know? <laughs> so yeah, so I don't have had any issues with anything, you know. And um, it's, a, it's a good neighborhood. Um, Skyview is one of the best neighborhood, I would say, yeah. as far as I know, because I yeah. live also like all over. Calgary now, so yeah, okay, yeah, great. So yeah, I I don't have any really uh, a real challenge with the thing. It's maybe it's um, I would say the the project itself. Maybe if they could find um, a bigger uh, what do you call it uh, a house or or um, I know some of the the townhouses now they have at least a small backyard. Hmm. For the kids, that yeah. will be great. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. So, so you don't yeah. have much uh, much yard space in in your your development. Yeah. yeah. It's just okay. uh, you know because you you also have the the people at the back like you have okay. also the house the back to back housing. Yeah. Project, okay. So. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Well, that's uh, and I guess uh, with the police officer next to you, that means you have to behave yourself too. I guess. Hey. Oh, <laughs> I, I do. Uh, except for much of you, okay, every now and then, you know. Okay, yeah, to, that's right. Know, keep the volume down a bit. <laughs> yeah. he was, he's a very nice guy <laughs> um, and so I guess when, when you think about the big picture of what your family uh, the life of your family what what is this this uh, being able to to own and move into this kind of development what's it what's it meant for your family overall it is very very um, they're very very happy with it um, honestly five years after they're still like you know every night they pray they still pray Mm. and thank you, thankful about the this uh, the project, oh, uh, which is really good. Um, when we because what we did was uh, we surprised them actually. We didn't tell them that oh, really? we we were like um, moving from one basement to another. Yeah. When we first came in here. Yeah. That's why I said I'm not buying any any furnitures because I don't want to be moving all the furnitures and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So. We surprised them. We we bought everything. We we put everything in, and then yeah, they they never know about it until like let's go to the to this place. It's like where? So so we we went we went in here. They were like, oh, what's this? Oh, this is your new house. And you know, my, actually, my kids cried. Amazing! Wow. <laughs> yeah, they're very very happy. And I'm, me too, because like what I said, this is one of my my dream. Yeah, that you know, uh, this um, this uh, housing project uh, made it come true. Yeah. So yeah, it was it was really an awesome experience. Yeah, amazing. That's why I'm really happy and thankful about it. Yeah. Still. <laughs> so, as I mentioned to you uh, before we started recording the this this lab that we're working on. Um, one of the the or I guess at the core of the question is about uh, environmental uh, issues and how to make developments more environmentally friendly. Um, do you have any thoughts on different kinds of environmental issues that uh, you'd like to see in in kinds of developments that that you live in? Well, I think one of the, the the things that I wanted to see, like what I said, is um, if they could um, 
um, find a developer that is a partner's development is actually a good a good uh, company. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're very nice to deal with. But if they have, they could find um, a developer also that has like some at least a, a small green space. You know, or right. a small backyard or something that you know just the you know the the, the challenge here is uh, winter time especially mm. people couldn't go uh, you know anywhere you know can't can't move too much especially especially with this pandemic also for sure so at least yeah. if you have at least you know your own backyard it's a small one at least you could you know mm-hmm. help, help out and everything so that will be great and um, maybe a bigger um, a bigger park also if you can't you know mm. if you can't have the backyard at least a bigger park yeah you know more more of uh, more stuff inside the park or something like that yeah and um my wife also because i was talking to her yesterday she was telling maybe we can uh uh let let us um plant our own uh, um what do you call that our own uh, uh plants or anything into, okay. into our right. front yard because right now it's all like you know the developers like no you can't okay, it's all yeah. about the contractors that the whole with the condominium and, and those things yeah yeah, yeah right, unfortunately right. sometimes you know it's kind of like it's bare it's too bare like you know mm. depending on the contractor I think now they change the contractor which is awesome but before you know they just like the whole summer it's just like bare so mm. it's like ah, it doesn't look nice mm. you know at least if you can do your own thing in there, yeah. <laughs> you know, because my, my wife really likes to to plants and everything. But unfortunately, we don't have that space. So yeah. Okay. Right. That's, right. That's that's the only thing. But yeah, other than that, it will be. It's it's really good. Yeah. Okay. And c- when you're talking about park space and things like that in in your in the broader neighborhood that that you're living in in Skyview, is is there a park space nearby, uh, or is it? There, there, there yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. But I think. Um, the thing is, um, Skyview is uh, quite a big community. Yeah, for sure. So, so summertime, you'll see like most of these parks are packed. Mm. So, yeah, that's, that's the only thing. Yeah, yeah. So, so if you have your own um, uh, space, you know, yeah. in your in your community, yeah, that that would be better. Like you know, a bigger ones. Yeah, for so, sure. gives gives you options. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay. Um, Fantastic. So I, I guess is there, uh, you know, as as we uh, move through this lab and, and try to to figure out some some solutions, is there anything else uh, for folks that are trying to think about how to make uh, improve these kinds of, of developments that, uh, that you'd like to share? Um, well, I think if uh, I don't know how how, you know, uh, how their budget works and everything, but if they could also, you know, because um, I was thinking some some people also uh, that I spoke to, they don't like um, living in a townhouse. So oh. they were like, you know, when when I introduced them attainable homes, when I tell them about attainable homes, they were like, oh yeah, but they only uh, have a condominium or either a condominium or a townhouse. So you know, they were thinking oh, maybe if they have like you know. Um, a single house kind of thing oh, okay yeah or at least a duplex you know if they can have those kind of uh, options then that will be more you know, awesome for for people to because a lot of people wanted to um uh what do you call it uh, have this attainable homes project you know they wanted to get into this one but then they don't want a condominium oh, okay. or a townhouse right. Right. so they gotcha. wanted like 
I want my own home, but mm. you know, the down payment is the, the challenge. Right. You know? Right. So yeah. 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 So they're okay. hoping for unattainable homes that is like a single house kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. For them. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Great. Well, okay. That's, that's uh, really, really helpful. It's, it's, it's uh, great to hear the, the story of, of uh, how it's gone for you and to know the, the, the positive impact that it's had for you and your family. That's, that's really great news. It is really is a positive, very, very positive for us. Uh, like what I said, I, I was talking to my wife. I don't think we will be moving anywhere else <laughs> in the next 10 years. <laughs> I also talked to Karma and Lori. They both rent homes that are provided by Calgary Housing Company. Karma lives in southeast Calgary and has lived in Calgary Housing Company homes for 23 years in four different models. Karma mentions AISH a couple of times in our interview, which stands for Assured Income for the Severely Handicapped. She also mentions Sarah Woodgate, who's the president of Calgary Housing Company. Let's dive in. Um, maybe you could, uh, for folks that um, <clears throat> aren't familiar with, with CHC um, developments, what, what are the different kinds of, of models that uh, you've lived in over the years? Well, I've lived in uh, several townhouse situations, Yeah. Um, uh, a separate home, um, just uh, just like a regular house that's not connected to any other house. Yeah. And now I've now I'm in an apartment building. Okay, great. And what is a? Can you maybe describe some of the the positive aspects of the living in in your current uh, development and and some of the some of the other ones that you lived in over the years? Uh, this particular model that I'm currently living in is is well, it's phenomenal. Um, hmm. It's. It's well. The unit I'm the specific apartment I'm in is is set up for disabled people, and I am a disabled lady. So um, it's it's all open concept, um, easy easy to manage and, and maintain. It's about 700 square feet. Um, it's it has hot water floor heating, hmm. which is a, an interesting heat source. I'll just say that. Hmm. Um, the building itself is is well maintained, and um, I'm very supported by Calgary Housing Company within that aspect. And every day I wake up and I pinch myself that I'm actually here. So <laughs> I mean, no, I'm very thankful for for this this location, um, and the way it meets my needs is particularly good. Um, previous experiences in the the house and the townhouses also well maintained. Didn't really have any opportunities with, you know, asking for assistance to getting uh, potentially connected to community and outreach and supports. Hmm. Um, it met the, my needs for myself and my two children that are now grown. Um, yeah, and and of course the affordability piece is, is so critically important because mm-hmm. I, I was a single parent uh, working full time. Um, the rents were based on your income on a sliding scale. So if things were to go haywire and you lost hours or wages, uh, then the rents were adjusted accordingly. Hmm. And I'm always thankful of that mm-hmm. um, at, to meet the needs of, of anyone that's lower income. Mm-hmm, yeah, for sure. Supports. And uh, yeah, I, w- I would imagine that that, that kind of um, the sliding scale uh, kind of model is, is, um, in terms of just mental relief and, and stress relief for, for when times change, that's, that's gotta be a pretty, pretty big benefit. Eh? Huge, huge. 
um, I, I do advocation work for disabled people, and hmm. I've, I've really come to see a lot of circumstances where people, especially those on uh, financial aid like AISH, mm-hmm. um, who do not have the affordability of housing and what the nightmares that some of these folks are living in. Mm. We desperately need more affordable housing uh, to meet those needs. Mm-hmm. And of course, that's just one piece of the puzzle, right? There's so many other groups of people out there that, you know, are low income working, um, potentially going to school and, and living on lower income. And, and, you know, they can't afford to possibly stay in school because of the cost. So, mm-hmm. yeah, there's so many avenues that need to be looked at and, and met for the needs of all these folks. Mm-hmm. And so, so your advocacy work with, with, uh, folks, uh, with disabilities and also we, we, we got to, uh, introduce, we were introduced to you thanks to your involvement with the, uh, advisory tenant advisory group with, with mm-hmm. CHC as well. Could you maybe talk about, um, some of the, some of the different, um, circumstances and benefits, um, you've, you've alluded to it a little bit, but just some of, some of the other, um, circumstances and benefits that other folks, um, might see in in these kinds of, of developments um, definitely outreach to any and all services that are within Calgary mm-hmm. um, we have a tremendous team of people um, the well we have one lady that works with us she's a social worker she um, if you need help with absolutely anything She's been with CHC now for more than 20 years, Hmm. and she's got the information right at her fingertips. And it's incredible what she's able to connect you to and support you through, as Hmm. well as she's always very receptive to if I've had the opportunity in a couple instances in the last little while to provide additional information to her about things that I've been researching or supporting people through. And it feels good to be part of such a, a coordinated effort to help people, especially when they're going through dire circumstances and they need that, that lift up. Mm-hmm. Also, the Calgary Housing Company is really proactively trying to help all their tenants in ways like coming up with payment options if they're behind finding ways to get additional dollars so that rents can be paid off or arrears for whatever reason um, are looming over folks. It's Mm. incredible the work that they're doing now, but in that circumstance and yeah, very, I I would consider myself to be highly honored to be a part of any parts of this team Mm. because it's phenomenal. I I speak to Sarah Woodgate on a regular basis and I, I feel She's very receptive. She she wants to hear from you. She wants to know what you think and where we can go to improve or to leave things alone. And and that's something that you don't always see in people that are higher up in a lot of these types of businesses. Hmm. So to see that with her, it goes to my grassroots feeling on a lot of the support that I do. So I'm, yeah, I'm very thankful for being able to communicate with her as well. 
Oh, that's wonderful. And that's, and that's, um, you know, it's, it's so nice to, to hear that there's a, you know, a dynamic, a, a relationship, a community of support, um, mm-hmm. to really help people. Cause you know, housing is such a critical central part yeah. of people's lives, but Absolutely. it's, but there, there are other supports, um, that, that, that can go with that to mm-hmm. help people in their broader life, which is, that sounds Absolutely. wonderful. And and with the CHC model, does does each uh, development have sort of a, a point of contact, like the social worker that that you had mentioned? Um, yes. So they well they group them together, and I I'm not sure what it looks like right now because it, things are constantly shifting. But mm-hmm. um, uh, the social worker, their official name is a tenant liaison, yeah, and usually they're assigned to anywhere from three to five uh, communities, I guess you'd say. So um, Pat is ours, and she she has all these other places that she assists with. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, yeah, like I said, she you can call her, and she's right back with you within a matter of hours, potentially no more than 24 hours. I'm, I just... Now, I'm always kind of awestruck to see how quickly she responds and, and then and then you know how to address it mm-hmm. so yeah, most definitely um, I sometimes think they're stretched too much in some areas, but then too, it depends on what they're working with and having to manage and you know the specific pieces of it, so it may seem that way, but um, I don't know I just no, I never get a sense of that that they're not there for you and then they're not willing to, to go that full mile to help you. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. That's that really, that's really great. Um, so on the, I guess the other side of the coin, um, what, what are some of the challenges that you've experienced living in, in either your, your current space or, or some of the previous developments? Uh, the previous developments, there was a lot, a lot of opportunities with, um, well, being spoken to that, comes across as as they thought that they were better than the tenant um there were several times where the the property managers had me in tears over small arrears Hmm. Um, they weren't at all supportive Hmm. in in that sense but then i don't know when this exactly happened but then all of a sudden there was this massive shift to taking care of those who are the tenants and being there and supportive of them. It was a complete shift. Hmm. And I just, it was then that I realized that all these people, they're there for you. They want to hear from you. They want to know what's happening with you and how can they assist. It was a complete 180 shift. Hmm. And I know a lot of people that have, are still living in affordable housing with Calgary Housing are still quite scared and nervous to even ask a question or to want to be involved with Calgary Housing community. And it's sad because they're afraid that they're going to be evicted. And that is not the case. Hmm. So I, I often, in my travels to different support avenues... I often let people know that that is not the case any longer and let people know what's happening within Calgary Housing and reassure them that they can come forward, they can ask questions, 
and they don't have to have fear of recrimination. Hmm. So that is one of the biggest things I would say is is significant change. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, wonderful. So so really a real shift to um, real conversations, real relationships, rather than sort of imbalance and power and those kinds of things that folks have to worry about every day. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, terrific. Um, okay. So can you, can you perhaps, um, describe, um, how your, um, involvement with, with, uh, the, the developments that you've, that you've lived in, you know, what, what kind of, um, influence impact has it had on the life of like your life and the life of your, of your family? When my children were growing up in the older programs that we were in, uh, it was really hard. It caused a lot of stress, especially on my son. Um, they, there were things that I was concerned with about, like, even when a, per, a, a child gets work at that time, hmm. um, there was a suggestion that a portion of their work income would go on to the rent, which oh. is just wrong. Hmm. Uh, that should never be. Um, and that piece changed. And yeah, so yes, you do have to declare the child's income on your on your disclosure each year. However, it doesn't affect the rent. So no. I'm glad about that because that that, like I said, that should never ever be. Um, now, I am by myself and I'm on niche and I'm, yeah, I just do the once a year review and my rent's locked in. There were some issues around that when I first moved into this particular model, hmm. but uh, worked through that. And uh, since then, everything has been really smooth. So, okay. Great. yeah, I'm really, really glad about that. Okay. Yeah. Wonderful. It, it really, it really sounds like there's, um, I guess, uh, an evo- an evolution uh, sort of constant improvement that you've experienced and observed over over the years in your in your different tenures, hey? Mm, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Okay. Wonderful. Even just the presentations of the people that are working, like the staffing, mm-hmm. it, it's completely different. And some of the folks that I had had run-ins with years ago uh, are still with Calgary Housing Company. However, they're a completely different mindset and it comes across that they really do care that they mm. do want to help so it, it 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 makes me wonder how hard it would have been on them years back when they had to play that strong bully almost type of role right and now they're becoming sort of that friend kind of mm-hmm. concept mm-hmm. which is so important because we all know that when you're living in poverty it's stressful there's lots mm. of factors so if you can get some people rallying around you, supporting you, what a difference that makes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, for sure. Um, okay, so one of the as 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 we discussed before, we I pressed record here. Um, we uh, this this solutions lab that we're working on is is trying to understand how uh, different kinds of environmental solutions uh, can be integrated into affordable housing initiatives. So. Um, 
with your your experience in in various kinds, you mentioned your your in floor heating. Perhaps that's one of the mm-hmm. one of the examples. Um, mm-hmm. what, what kinds of environmental uh, issues do do any any um, conversations um, in your various uh, just in your own relationships with your neighbors or with some of your advisory groups or advocacy work? Um, does environmental issues come up, and if so, um, what kinds of things come up, and what do folks would they like to see uh, in in these kinds of developments? Definitely the discussions come up regularly. There is, a, I would say, a gap in, in one area that I find concerning is accessibility hmm. and finding ways to do accessible features that are pro- like, like you've suggested, that, that are working towards environmental z- zero reading, I guess it is. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what the exact word. Um, I'm not sure if that's a possibility, but uh, as I, I noticed that there's lots of different projects coming up that they're they're trying to make it so that uh, no elevators, no ramps, this kind of stuff, and you can't you can't do that. You know, right. you have to offer accessibility in every place, I would think. Mm-hmm. And as a result, you need to look at that. Uh, certainly, a lot of people talk about. Um, those those types of grids that people put on their roofs to generate power going hmm. into their units or mm-hmm. into their homes. Yeah, the solar panels. Um, what is that called? The f- yeah, solar solar, like solar photovoltaic, which I always mess up. <laughs> oh, yes. Okay, I can remember that. <laughs> um, so, yes, that is at one. Because our energy costs continue to skyrocket, hmm. um, and, and Mike, in our case, in Calgary housing, people only pay for power, so we're very fortunate. Um, however, there are lots of folks out there that don't have that, and they're paying all the utilities, and oh. and the costs are, are going right through the roof. Mm-hmm. So certainly, having this that type of um, offering on these projects, I think, would be huge. Mm, okay, uh, but, yeah. But I am... Um, an early learner on this understanding of cost of these types of things. Mm-hmm. So I don't even know if that is within affordability or not. Probably not, but I don't know. The other thing I was thinking about is like any way to save water consumption, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, not sure, like low flow toilets. Okay, we have low flow toilets in our in in the project I'm in now. Um, but as far as like shower water usage, I, there's nothing really there. And I'm not sure if anything like that exists, mm-hmm. unless of course you, you time your, the amount you are in to shower and, um, and then you cap it at a certain amount. Mm-hmm. I guess that would be a way. Um, yeah. Anything to save on additional usage. So yeah. having your lights on, you know. Running, running the fridge and the oven and all these types of things. I'm sure there's got to be ways to save on all of those types of areas. However, what do the costs look like? Mm-hmm. Can yeah, some that, of this be affordable yeah. within you know these budgets that they have, and they're very tight. Yeah, 
for sure. And that's, that's one of the things that the, the group is, that's, that's, that's probably the core (laughs) challenging question that the group's really going to be grappling with is, is how do you, um, you know, cause these might be, um, newer kinds of technology or different kinds of technology from sort of a standard way of building. And so how do you incorporate that into, uh, the economic model of these developments in a way that, that, um, benefits the the lives of the folks living there and then is also um viable and realistic for the life of the of the building so that's that's where you know the there there may be more of an opportunity for um for you know the 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 chcs of the world because they they own and operate that they have sort of a longer term interest as opposed to uh you know sort of a private developer that just wants to sell it you know, build it and sell it as quickly as possible. So they, they, their, their involvement's, you know, a few years, whereas CHC is a few decades. So that's where we may have to do some investigation. And I know that they're, um, you know, the, the affordable housing division at the city, um, they're trying to, to, um, experiment and learn and progress things as much as they can. But, um, but that's, that's really helpful to understand from the, from the perspective of, uh, energy use, uh, as an example of, you know, can, can we keep a a focus on, um, you know, reducing utility bills, um, Mm -hmm. just to, because that's a, that's, uh, an, an added, um, benefit that, uh, can help contribute to, you know, reducing, reducing the stress that folks might, might be feeling for, for various pressures that they might have in their own lives. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And then if we can take some of the natural resourcing that we're accessing to create some of these types of services for our homes, that's going to help the environment. Mm -hmm. Certainly going to move us forward because a lot of the, I believe, a lot of the weather changes that we are seeing are the direct result of of us doing totally inappropriate things. (laughs) No, in our Indeed. solar sphere or whatever you want to call it. Yep. Um, and a, all of these things I feel would be beneficial to, you know, safeguard what is still remaining mm-hmm. and potentially repairing things as we move forward. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I couldn't agree more. And it's, it's um, try to try to create uh, some, some new changes that have some positive benefits on a whole bunch of, from, from the folks that live inside to the, to the world that we all live in <laughs> and <laughs> everything true. in between. <laughs> well, and boy, there's lots of work to be done. <laughs> yep, yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, okay. Well, that's, those are all the, the major questions I, I had for you. Is, is there anything else mm-hmm. that, um, that you'd, uh, that you can think of that you'd like to share with folks that are trying to figure out how to get these environmental solutions into, into these kinds of projects? Excellent question. Um, I think, again, it's it's going and actually doing the legwork. It's going and talking to the people that know and creating an action plan around that and doing mm-hmm. it in a timely fashion, um, you know, making sure that timelines are allocated. Um, and then And then actually, you know, and then presentation and follow-up because I find a lot of cases where um, some of the work is done, but not all of it. Things get stagnated. They're not followed up on. Mm. And they, it needs to be a constant, like a variable, so that when they, when they come, even if we can look into the future, and you know, when they're presenting to look at a new 
project, let's say, that they're creating, um, to have that right at the forefront. These are the things that we must have or we need to have in play as best we can with the budgets that we have. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that way people get more mainstreamed understanding. Okay, these are going to be some of the expectations and we need to make sure that they're in play and whatever it takes to get get those those ideas moving forward. It's it just it's just so important. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I, I just see so many circumstances where it just uh, it seems like it's going well and then it's gone. Hmm. So so it's, uh, so would you say that the the evolution and improvement of um, uh, tenant communications generally that you've observed uh, just need to keep pushing on that. And then when we're talking about new kinds of um, innovations and things like that, just make sure the conversation keeps going and, and the loop is closed as well. So if, if uh, you and I are having this conversation to make sure that we, we keep you in the loop about how this lab continues and those kinds of things. Exactly. And, okay. uh, you know, and if, uh, well, and then if, again, if things come up, issues arise, then, you know, then they say, oh, okay, so John and Karma were looking into that. So let's bring them back or let's contact them mm-hmm. and, and let's see what we can do Yeah. To, to, to bridge this. Because, again, this work is so, so, so important. Terrific. That's Absolutely. that's a really help. That's a really helpful in, insight because um, you know, the, <clears throat> if folks even with the the best intentions can kind of get their head in their own part of the sand <laughs> in, in whatever the, in whatever they're working on. But to 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 keep that conversation going um, is how um, learning happens, how relationships happen, and and to make sure that the um, you know the essential. Um, continuous check-in um are these ideas gonna work for the folks that are living in these kinds of developments that's the fundamental question (laughs) yeah for sure (laughs) absolutely i'm so glad that i learned about this program that you're doing and uh, be a part of it i yeah I'm really, really eager. It's it's phenomenal, and I'm, I, I thank you for this opportunity. Well, thank thank you. I, I, I really, really appreciate uh, the the time and and uh, and the great ideas and the insights. It's it's like I say, it's invaluable for the for the work. And um, yeah, if you're if you're up for uh, us keeping uh, pestering you with more and more information, then we'll definitely do that. <laughs> I am definitely game. Sign me up. Lori was born in Calgary and grew up in Manitoba and Nova Scotia. She moved back to Calgary about 10 years ago. The first affordable housing unit Lori lived in was an eight-unit apartment. At that time, um, there was just no housing to be had mm-hmm. anywhere because there was a boom going on. And then as time went on, I was actually in a PhD program at the U of C uh, in environment and sustainability uh, hmm. with international strategy. Yeah, so my my PhD was in uh, <laughs> greenhouse gas uh, reductions. And, oh, great. Uh, yeah, it was great. So I was, like, really into it. And then political will fell off, uh, so my program fell off. And, oh, okay. Uh, since, yeah, <laughs> since then I've... Uh, I did a lot of interviews with oil and gas companies here and acclimated myself to Calgary. And then some health issues came up 
Um, and so I couldn't work much uh, at that time. And that threw me into financial distress. Hmm. And so I ended up um, looking for uh, some housing that I could afford. And Calgary Housing has helped out with that. It was not the best situation for sure, hmm. and I think a lot of the uh, a lot of the people in that building um, were definitely people who'd come right off the streets, which was sad. Hmm. But at least they had a roof over their head. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, and I I always make an effort to chat with everybody in the building, but then I'd ask for a transfer <clears throat> because they didn't have an elevator, and I just had a ankle replacement. So. Hmm. That pushed me to my current place, and it's a bigger apartment setup. It's like I'm on the fifth floor, and I think there's probably 100 units in there, um, approximately. Yeah, and so I've been there. Uh, It's a very um, attractive apartment. It's um, I like living in contained units. I also really uh, lived in a very sustainable way environmentally myself. Hmm. Hmm. Okay, great. And, and um, <clears throat> what are, what are some of the, the most positive aspects of, of living in your, in your current development that, uh, that you found? Um, well, I, the access to the city, uh, I like being in the city and it's very convenient. Uh, I like that there's free parking out front and that there's also a parking lot in the back. They also keep they keep it up as far as the grounds maintenance is really good. Hmm. Um, unfortunately, the internal maintenance is lacking as far as um, the biggest thing that's bothersome to me. And I've asked them many times and both the police and the ambulance have asked them for this is this, it's not accessible. So a lot of people who don't necessarily have permanent disabilities, but might have a surgery or something or on walkers and canes, they have to go up and down four stairs to get outside and inside. And if an ambulance comes where they come quite a bit, people get sick and they have to go in, uh, there is no access. Despite the positive aspects, Lori has experienced challenges too. Her building has had issues with safety and security, and tenants don't always feel safe. In the past, folks have come in from the street to sleep in the building's common areas. The units aren't accessible, which provides safety and security concerns as well. Lori has also experienced prejudice while living in affordable housing. The people, you know, that live in these kinds of houses are viewed as less than, and mm. I don't view people that way. Yeah. I don't know. I think if we were in private housing, there would be, maybe I'm wrong, but I think there would be more response and to their tenants' needs, but I might be wrong about that. Mm. I've also lived in private ones where the response is lacking a little bit. Um, but on the other hand, uh, as far as um, you know, groundskeeping and those kinds of things, they're very on top of all that, so mm. to keep it safe outside. Um, but at least in my building, I th- it, there's such a di- uh, difference between apartment style buildings and townhouse buildings and that's I'm on the tenant board so I hear the differences are huge that there's a lot happier tenants living in uh townhouse types of situations mm. 
than the apartment style that that there's a lot of problems in apartment style that don't get addressed and are um i don't know not taken care of as well as people living in townhouse situations Hmm. <clears throat> why? Why uh, do you, have you have you un, uh, heard from your your fellow tel- tenants on the on the board? What what it is about that? Is it the <clears throat> sort of self contained unit nature of a townhouse? And there's and just like is it issues in in sort of the common spaces in the in the apartment style buildings? Yeah, I would yeah. say that's true. Okay, yeah, yeah. just what you said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And then when you when you mentioned earlier about um, safety and, and things like that, does that does that show up <clears throat> uh, s- sort of internal to the building uh, amongst tenants, uh, or or is it also uh, nature of of the sort of urban location? I, I used to live uh, pretty pretty close cool. to uh, where you described, and, and know that there's yeah. you know there's there's some extracurricular activities that happen in the neighborhood. <laughs> yep. Yep. There are. Um, so, uh, when I first moved in here, like three years ago, it was really, uh, I was shocked at the tolerating situation that was going on. Mm. Um, and I was like, why isn't this getting taken care of? So I'm kind of more of a action oriented person. So I worked with the project, uh, the, uh, manager, the, property manager a bit to, you know, uh, deal with things because she wasn't. And so it, I kind of felt it was up to me. And so in uh, taking pictures of things, sending them in, talking to people, things like that, um, and just individually confronting people who weren't supposed to be there, it started to clean up. Hmm. Um, there were people in the building who actually were um, they were putting things in the door to allow anybody on the streets to come in. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, you know, I, I imagine there's, there's a number of factors we touched, we touched on some of them. I'm just, just wondering if you perhaps, uh, could describe, I guess the, the level of turnover, um, that you see in your building as an example, is that, is that, uh, is it fairly high or is it a fairly stable, um, stable, uh, group of, of residents there in terms of how long they, they stick around? Yeah, that's a really interesting question. So in my building, there are many people there who've been here like 10, 11, 12 years. Hmm. Uh, so it's like, uh, I would say the majority of people there stay there. Um, there is a smaller percentage where I see a few turnover. Hmm. But our building is is being uh, selected to be a mixed uh, population building okay. and they yep. say it's already happening, but I'm not sure it is yet, hmm. but we're, uh, and I, and I think that's great. You know, I think mixed is the way to go. Yeah. If you get rid of the stigma and if they, you know, make it look, you know, attractive enough in the lobbies that would attract regular renters. Yeah. Um, and that there could be the safety and security has to be taken care of if they're going to go with mixed buildings. They said, uh, financially, that's the only sustainable way to go. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. And, and one would hope that that, um, that process will, like you say, help, help contribute to, um, you know, removing that stigma in, instead of, you know, isolating folks in a, in a particular exactly. building or thing, you know, like just, we're all, we're all people. <laughs> and so we can, yeah, if we all exactly. live together in the same building, that's just evidence of that. Right. So, yeah. 
Well, and then one reason I like the location of my building, it's like in a neighborhood where um, it's uh, some antique older houses where there's a lot of pride in private ownership of their houses. And mm-hmm. they have a lot of, they're like a really good community that celebrate, you know, they close the street off for Halloween and they're very accepting of uh, people from this building and because it's right in the middle of it. I understood that, understand from what some tenants have said is that in the beginning, um, they were really upset that this hmm. apartment building was going to go to Calgary Housing. Hmm. But now they're like very friendly to us and vice versa. And there's a right. sense of acceptance. And I'm frankly a big supporter of integration uh, into sure. neighborhoods. It, it makes a big difference for everybody. Mm-hmm, for sure. And, and I mean, your your neighborhood as an example of um, <clears throat> what what a good great candidate for for these kinds of developments and in an integrated way because there's so much diversity in terms of people in terms of the kinds of buildings that are there like you say like the brand new super modern apartment buildings to the hundred year old homes and and uh and and the proximity to like you say to the city um so folks you know have have easy access to services and 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 activities and things that they they need so um that's 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 really encouraging to hear that the it's it's got a community feel within the community that's that's really encouraging yeah it really does and this particular community and i think that's uh supportive of the neighbors in the area who have since realized that their neighborhood isn't going to get destroyed because a calgary housing building is there you know yeah, for like, sure oh this isn't too bad everyone's kind of like you know and so everybody chats with each other and kind of gets along and there isn't this I find a lot less uh, stigma about that. Oh, that's great. That's great. Yeah. Um, just wondering if we, to take a step, uh, I guess a bit of a half step back, mm-hmm. could you maybe describe uh, how your um, housing situation has, like what's, what's the impact been on your life overall in terms of uh, being able to, to reside in a, in a, in a development like, like you live in now? Well, it's huge because um, before this, um, as you know, I, I left the university and had to start to work, but I, my financial situation had dropped because of health problems. Mm-hmm. And so I tried to rent rooms within houses with people, mm-hmm. and that just didn't work out. And so I tried that twice. And then... Um, you know, with Calgary housing and affordable living, I finally had an opportunity to have, because I came from a house, uh, I was a homeowner and everything in Lethbridge, and my <laughs> situation has collapsed significantly since then. So mm. it gave me an opportunity for my self-esteem to, like, be raised. Like, mm. I felt um, really, I don't know, ashamed of my situation. And... Mm by having my own unit and my own place to live and something I could afford and uh, a place that was, you know, a positive overall environment just made a huge difference. And so I went from kind of giving up to uh, getting, starting my own business again and getting back online and, and doing a business online. And I couldn't have done any of that if I hadn't, been able to have this place. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. I, I really appreciate you uh, you sharing those insights because one of the things in the in the lab that we've been 
exploring is just just that idea of um, housing as a, a basic need, a basic right, rather than um, you know sometimes <clears throat> in the in the development industry it'll use terms like product. <laughs> When we're talking about yeah. somebody's somebody's home and uh, yeah. your your description about what that can mean to uh, if if there's a safe stable home, what that can mean to yeah. as a foundation to build the rest of your life out. So I really appreciate you you get sharing those those insights because that's really important for folks to to know and understand. Yeah, you're welcome. And and you know I hear that around the table, like everybody who comes in came at a pretty low level. And uh, the, the tenants there, you know, are all their lives are really coming back from being desperate to mm-hmm. people going back to school, looking at careers again, trying to start their lives over. And I think that's huge yeah, uh, that's opportunities awesome. for people to uh, come from a giving up stage to a, a hopeful and I can do it place. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, uh, maybe let's uh, pull into your uh, your PhD uh, knowledge and brain here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, well, as as, uh, as I mentioned to you before we we got going with the uh, the recorded conversation here, the the lab is that we're we're investigating. We're trying to explore, uh, you know, environmental solutions for uh, affordable housing yeah. developments to to make lives of the folks that live there better. Um, what are the kinds of issues um, that that uh, are are of concern with you you've already described uh some of it and perhaps you know even even the tenant advisory group what are some of the environmental mm-hmm. issues that that folks are, mm-hmm. are concerned about or would like to see in in affordable housing developments i think the reason i brought up my phd and i also have two masters uh is that there's all kinds of people who even if you know well-educated uh you know career-oriented people from people who don't have that who Mm -hmm. can end up needing affordable housing and I think that's really important to look at and to not think it's a bunch of people who like don't have any abilities to better themselves because I talk like I said I talk to everybody so there's all kinds of different people Mm -hmm. I don't think anybody in that place knows my educational background um, because I don't really talk about it Mm -hmm. But from an environmental standpoint, I think um, cleanliness is critical um, and uh, nature is really important to have places for people to, uh, with trees, like in our neighborhood, Mm -hmm. there's all big trees and places to walk and places to congregate outside if they want to. We don't have a lot of that, but there's some of it. And to be aware that, um, that if there are people like in because uh, public health type of situations yeah. that they be looked after and taken care of. Hmm. Um, and we're getting more seniors. I'm up up there is a little bit. And so the seniors have special needs. And, and so environmentally, and again, they need to ask tenants more about what they need, you know, what mm-hmm. makes their environment more positive. Um, but I think nature is, is really critical. I think, um, uh, we practice a lot of sustainability things as far as light bulbs and electricity, things like that. But I think we could have, if it was a new building, I would love to see more solar, uh, solar electricity, solar panels, and more um, lead kind of mm. level housing. Because um, why not? You know, we're pretty sure. sunny here. 
if it's affordable for for you guys to build it, but are they for them to build it? Um, but I think a lot of the buildings are old, so I don't know how much they can upgrade. For example, they're just putting in our building a brand new HVAC system because uh, of the environmental, like there's no air circulation in the hallways, oh, okay. okay, yeah, and things like that. So. Um, I don't know if that's the environmental piece you're thinking of, but I know for for me, I personally like to see everything on a uh, lead platinum or lead gold level mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. in building. Last year and the year before, we had a big problem with people, um, and I, I know all the other units have as well, as people you know sneaking in and just passing out on our stairways and in our lobbies and like, you know, doing very nasty things in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had to keep calling the police all the time to come and get them and take them to a place. So mm-hmm. that creates an environment that's negative for everybody. Yeah. And it, it's bad for them, too, that they for have sure. to feel for like sure. they have to sleep in us. So I think having enough affordable housing for people. Um, and now this year, because I think of COVID and they've uh, put a lot of hotels around for, for people who are homeless, um, it's made a huge difference. Like there's no people sneaking in. Of course, we've done a lot to create more security, but um, they're finding, you know, places to live and even in a hotel room it's like raises their self-esteem tremendously mm. to just find mm-hmm. places, have a place have a room that they can, you know, feel I don't good about themselves. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah, for sure and I, it's uh some of the studies that uh have been brought into to our process show that there's um you know a big gap in the the need of uh different kinds of of affordable housing units and and what's actually available right now and and of course like you say COVID um there's been some really interesting and creative responses which is which is really good but it's it's uh it also has put kind of a magnifying glass on issues that that are people are already struggling with and it just sort of enhances or exacerbates it so um yeah that's one of the things that that our 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 workshops have been exploring a lot of is is just that that gap and then um you know try to figure out as many creative solutions to solve that as possible um because that's like you say it's it's uh there's so many level levels and layers to each human being uh that's in various situations and and housing is a fundamental um aspect to um improving quality of life regardless of any life circumstance or what have you it's so foundational yeah yeah well and the other thing and, and i talked a lot of to my other phd fellows about this is like do you realize that you know p- homeless people leave the least environmental footprint of anybody <laughs> in the right. in the country right and you know they need to yeah. think about that because they're going and they're collecting all the bottles and recycling them um they're you know like people any throwing bottles so yeah i know uh dumpster diving is not a good thing uh on the other hand they're cleaning up our environment all the time mm-hmm, absolutely. And, i mean if you look at it from a different perspective they're having the least impact uh of anybody and mm-hmm. really environmentally conscious in a way Mm-hmm. Um, not that that's how they should live, but I'm just saying I don't think people think about them as being our environmental stewards in a way. 
Laurie and I continued to chat about how bottle pickers are environmental stewards, and we went on a fairly long tangent, so we'll just wrap up the podcast here. To learn more about the Better Housing Lab, check out our show notes or head over to betterhousinglab.com. This marks our last episode of 2020, the strangest year most of us can probably remember. I hope you and yours have a safe holiday season and a great start to 2021. We'll be back with new episodes in the new year, and we really appreciate everybody that listens and supports us. 360 Degree City is created by our team at Intelligent Futures. To learn more about the work we do, go to intelligentfutures.ca. I'm John Lewis. Thanks for stopping by.